if we could all learn to tend to the land like it tends to us, um, you know, maybe we could live in harmony together. Hello and welcome to the Living Simply Bear podcast. I am your host, Rachel Bear. If this is your first time here, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. I wanted to just drop in and say hello, fill you guys in on some things that are going on. I am now offering tea ceremonies in a glass treehouse. I was offering them as intention setting tea ceremonies for the beginning of the year and it's been truly incredible so I've decided to make it a permanent offering. If you are in the Colorado area, specifically Boulder, I am located there and if you're there or know someone, I'd love to have you for a private. It is unbelievable. I love that space so much and feel so grateful for my friend Allie and her partner who have opened it up for me to share tea in because there's nothing like sitting amongst the trees drinking tea and really calling to remember that you're nature. It really allows you to drop into that space. I also would love to mention that I am still offering virtual tea ceremonies and I've included in the first introductory price that you'll receive two virtual tea ceremonies along with your bowl and tea. So this allows us to drop in twice. The second one will be a shorter um, shorter ceremony as we'll have gone through the process of how to actually brew but this will allow us to continue to share time and space and give you space to um, ask questions or explore whatever topics both within tea or beyond tea. I would love to have you be a part of that and all of that information will be in the show notes. But without further ado, I think we should dive into this week's episode where I talk with Adrienne Fisher. Um, she's a daughter of the plants, messenger of the earth, herbalist, and nomadic butterfly. Butterfly. She is trained in the wise women tradition of healing, sacred plant medicine, holistic healing, and traditional herbalism. I love this woman so much. We met while living in New York, and I've just loved seeing the beauty that she's creating in this world and all of the magic and how her business, Meraki Nomad, has transformed in such an incredible way. And I really cannot wait for you to hear this episode. I left feeling so energized and inspired after this conversation. And I'd love to have you stay tuned till the end because at the very end she does give us a little guided meditation to connect with a plant which I I can't put words to because it was truly just so special um so without further ado even though I already just said that let's dive into the episode Thank you so much for coming on and I'm really excited to chat with you and really like dive into to what you're up to and all the beauty that you create in this world. So 
Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. I'd love to start and learn a little bit about like what your upbringing is. Yeah. Like how I grew up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I grew up in North Florida in this small, I'm actually here right now, <laughs> um, in this small little river town called Green Cove Springs. Um, and yeah, it's a really quiet town just outside of Jacksonville, the city kind of in between Jacksonville and St. Augustine, um, the oldest city in the country. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really special. I'm appreciating it so much more now being back here, um, being older than I did when I was younger, of course. Of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just connecting with the land. There's an old spring run that um, is a part of the Fountain of Youth from back in the day. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of beauty here. There's, I feel a lot of pain in the land too, just from um, it kind of being like the first place of colonization and settlers coming and um feeling that but yeah I grew up just really simple here by the river um my dad and I would um at low tide kind of walk the river and find old bottles and like collect little treasures and we have them in uh or my parents have them in the living room like all around and um yeah just I grew up really connected with the earth in a lot of ways and um my background my mom is Lebanese full Lebanese so I also have this uh, Middle Eastern side and culture of making um like Lebanese food with my mom and um learning Arabic and a little bit of Spanish too. My great-grandparents immigrated from Lebanon to the Dominican Republic. And then my family grew up there. So um, it's like a mix of like Middle Eastern Spanish kind of culture. Yeah. As well. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a good, it was a good um, upbringing and um, appreciating it a lot now for sure. <laughs> yeah, Connecting I feel more. like, yeah, I feel like we don't, we take those things for granted so much as kids because we just don't see it like, and then yeah. you go back to your home and you're like, oh, there's actually, there are things to do, even if as a kid, you're like, there's nothing to do here. Yeah. And being those, that kid that I was always like, I can't wait to leave here when I'm 18. Like, yeah. Uh, always wanting something else. And um, yeah. Which you so. did leave when, did you leave when you were 18? Because you, you ended up in New York, which is how we met. What was yeah. that, that, um, what took you to New York of all of the places? Yeah. So yeah, I left when I graduated high school. I went to Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia, um, which is pretty close, like two hours away from where I grew up. And I went to school there for fashion and um, yeah, kind of did that thing. And then naturally went to New York after that to work in fashion yeah yeah um and yeah Savannah was so beautiful and rich in history too and I actually went last weekend to go visit for the first time since I left and 
it was another place I feel like I took so for granted when I was younger and being there. It was so beautiful and special. Um, mm. Yeah, and then I journeyed to New York and started a new chapter there. <laughs> yeah. And then how did you get into, to like, you know, you go from fashion and then now you're, you know, you've studied in the wise woman tradition of healing and you're, you know, oh, you create such sacred, beautiful plant medicine. And so like, what has that journey to that been? Because I feel like we've had yeah. some journeys as I also was in, you know, worked in fashion for a long time. So it's interesting to, it's not, you don't meet a lot of people who have had that same kind of path. Yeah. So interesting to see what shifted from being in fashion to that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so I worked, when I first got to New York, I worked at Mara Hoffman and I did her social media and blog and stuff and also worked as an assistant stylist. And um, yeah, so I, when I was at Mara, like all day long, I would look at photos of like different cultures and art and I was just pulling in inspiration for her and for the blog and I just got so um, kind of caught up in like, oh my God, I want to be here. I want to be in these countries. I want to go experience these beautiful cultures and um, kind of like get to the root of art and inspiration and um, like truth and true authenticity. I felt like the fashion industry was so disconnected from uh, at the time, at least, I feel like now it's evolved um, in such a beautiful way. But at the time, it was just, I don't know, it felt like everyone was kind of copying each other and people were lost. And um, it wasn't inspiring to me at all. And it didn't feel creative at all. Um, I remember working this shoot, uh, doing an editorial, and they had like the mood board up of like other shoots from other magazines. And they were copying to an exact replica of like the other editorial that the other Ooh. magazine did. And I was like, oh, this is so not for me. I, I don't really don't like it. And I remember, um, you know, the stylist trying to decide which shoe the model should wear for like 30 minutes, even though her feet weren't even going to be seen in the photo. And I was like, this feels so dumb. Like, I just, this doesn't feel like it's fulfilling me. Um, so, yeah, I went to go work at, like, some boutiques in Brooklyn. And I loved uh, kind of, like, the hand-making community. Uh, I worked at People of Tomorrow, and she sold, like, all local artists. And, um, yeah, I just started getting inspired and back to myself again I felt like I started to kind of lose myself a bit and got really lost and um yeah and then I I missed home so much I missed the beach and the river and like the sunshine all the time and um started to find ways to connect with the earth on my own living in the city um and that's when I started to make the sacred smoke bundles. And that was kind of like, now looking back on it, like my gateway into the plant world. <laughs> Definitely. Because 
I felt so kind of forced to find something like some sort of way to connect at all times. And, um, yeah, I started making the bundles and doing energy clearings and, um, yeah, just work. Then I fell in love with just working with the plants all day and working with my hands and creating and, um, then eventually walking around New York, I just started catching myself like tunnel visioning out all of the people and the buildings and just focusing on the plants and the trees when I'd walk down the street and it brought me so much joy. And I was like, I feel like I can connect deeper. Like I feel like I can talk to this tree, (laughs) but Mm. I don't know how, but I really want to learn how to connect deeper and that's when I kind of started finding and searching for schools online or classes I didn't even really know what I was searching for I just knew that there was something and that I just wanted to learn how in the right way and yeah and then I left New York and (laughs) as one does once you find that I feel like (laughs) yeah exactly yeah, it was a yeah, it was an interesting journey from fashion to um now. But yeah. I love that so much. And then you left New York and you're back in your home state. What, you know, what took you there? Yeah, so I studied herbalism in California and originally my partner and I we were going to move to LA after New York. But it was so expensive. It was hard for us to actually leave New York because it was so expensive to live in New York that it was almost hard to save money to even leave (laughs) at the time. Um, So we were looking for places in in L.A. And uh, but we didn't really like the areas that we could afford there. So we were like, oh, what should we do? And um, when we had first met, we dreamt of building a little home on wheels and just traveling and it just kind of clicked at the time we were like oh my gosh let's do the van now like now feels like the perfect time because we don't really know where we want to go and so um, we came down to Florida to stay with family so that we could build out our little home and uh, have some space to do it and um, yeah kind of lower our costs so we could put all of our money into it too (laughs) yeah that makes total sense yeah which you Um, guys are what almost nearing the end of the build out yeah so we're putting the finishing touches now um we've built yeah we just have to build like our drawer boxes and finalize the plumbing and everything um yeah it's been an incredible journey my partner logan has kind of just taught himself everything on YouTube. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, like even just like the plumbing and electrical. I'm like, how did you even learn this? <laughs> but he loves it. It's like really fuels him. So that's um, amazing. Yeah, I can't wait for it to be done. It's been a long journey for sure. So. But it's it's so beautiful, and it's gonna be so worth the like wait. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've had to practice a lot of patience these past years and just trusting that it's all happening in perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
What's the the plan once you um, once it's finalized? Yeah, we're going to. Our plans kind of changed, and we don't really have a set plan. Yeah. But because originally we were going to move, uh, be leaving, we thought in the summer. So we were going to go up the north, up the east coast to the north, and then take the northern route over to the west. But now we're thinking we might do a southern route through like Louisiana and Texas and go up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have a plan really. So we're going to kind of just see what happens and what we're feeling once it's done. And we can kind of just go wherever. Um, totally. And that's the joy of having your having the home on wheels that you can't and that you've kind of set yourself up to be able to be wherever you you want to be yeah exactly I'm excited to have that feeling of you know visiting Colorado and being there and then you know at the end of the trip you're like I don't want to leave and you're kind of like well I don't have to I can live here for like a few weeks if I want to or totally (laughs) ever so I'm excited for that Sure. Well, you definitely would not be alone in Colorado. There are so many people living in vans here. I bet. <laughs> like a, a good handful of my friends either own a van or live in their van. So <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. Yeah. I like cool. you go to the gym in the morning and like half the parking lot is vans of like people who <laughs> need to go in and shower and use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's such a thing out in the West for sure. Down here in Florida, people come up to us and they're like, what is this? What are you guys doing? It's like totally. not so common here. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a thing out here. That's cool. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I saw that there was this woman this couple actually, and they live in Red Hook in Brooklyn most of the time in their van they build out. And I'm like, of all the places you could be, I don't know if you would choose Red Hook. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, they'll like well, that's go good on to trips, know. but they'll, they'll, their main base is Red Hook. Wow, yeah. yeah. It's good to know we've always been thinking... Like, if we go to New York, where will we park if we want to stay for a little bit? Yeah. Like maybe Red Hook or, like, those industrial areas. Totally. That's so you funny. You definitely could get by in there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd love to come back to your, you know, your connection to to the plants and um, the offerings that you've created now and these beautiful, like, oils and just just incredible medicine and kind of how that came to be because when I met you you were you know making these um smudging bundles and I you know took a workshop with you and that's kind of was our introductory point which was so special I still have mine I'm like don't want to burn it (laughs) yeah oh I love that I wish I had some yeah um and now you're you know you've kind of you veered away from that and aren't you don't have the that offering anymore and, and you know maybe speak to why you transition f- away from making them and offering those and then also like what are these how did you come to create these beautiful offerings that you have now yeah oh that was like a hard transition um that I did this past year in the spring actually when I discontinued the bundles um yeah so when I went to 
study plants. I studied plants at the Gaia School of Healing in California. And my teacher, Marisha, we went, we did a whole day about sacred smokes and um, learning about different, um, yeah, plants that you burn and um, their healing and whatnot, and meditated with each one. It was really beautiful. And she kind of explained, um, you know, all you need is a leaf. You don't really need to burn a whole bundle. And mm. how much of that's kind of reflected in like overconsumption where we feel like we need more than we really do um, and how that can kind of lead into the plants as well. Um, and like even people going out and maybe over harvesting plants, like that's why white sage is endangered at the moment or on the, it's, I think it's just on the to watch list, but it's definitely threatened um, from people just, I don't know, I guess feeling like they need more and they need these big bundles and maybe the bigger the bundle, the better, you know? And yeah. Um, when she shared that, although I was using like far uh, sage from a farm, I wasn't using wild harvested, but it was like the energy of it as well it's like this plant I think is wanting us to use less only take what we need we don't need to use a whole bundle and um yeah so it felt like this huge like okay I have to change this but it felt really scary because it was my main source of income and it was like what I created um kind of Meraki Nomad from and so it was really hard to make that transition and I wanted to do it really quick. And um, I was really stressing over it after I left that class. I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Like this just doesn't feel right anymore. But I wasn't really able to just do it overnight because I had orders and I had to kind of just do it in a smart way so I wouldn't hurt myself too. So. I slowly transitioned and, um, you know, announced this will be the last orders and, um, yeah, I had to just let those go and, um, start to evolve more. And, uh, in school I learned how to make medicine and ceremony, uh, oils and tinctures and cordials and salves and, all sorts of stuff and I just fell so in love with I just love making things and working with my hands so much and um connecting with the plants in ceremony in this way and working with them all day I just love it so much and um I also yeah like making the bundles didn't really it wasn't uh fulfilling me as it once was either um it became where I think I just, I got overwhelmed and I started to get too many bulk orders. So mm -hmm. it became this thing where I was just making like a hundred at a time and my hands were hurting and um, yeah, it just kind of took that special fun out of it eventually too. So it was just time. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started to make my oils and it was really beautiful. I, 
I still had made the sacred sacred spirit oil um, before I went to Gaia school. Um, but I was, you know, I was making it in my own ceremony, but I wasn't truly connecting with the plant spirits in a way that I had known how to. And so I made that oil for the first time after I kind of learned this new process. And it was so insane how much stronger the plants came through and their scents mm-hmm. and their like the infusion was so potent and strong compared to the other one and I was like wow and I just was like this is magic I'm so excited to make more <laughs> and Aww. just yeah it was a really special moment um oh, I yeah. love that so yeah that's so special how have you felt um like this connection to speaking and being in relationship with plants has shifted maybe your life and your perspective on that that lies around you and maybe specifically like the climate crisis we're in and is there you know a conversation that you're having with the plants and the earth that have maybe helped in that capacity or given you some sort of um guidance uh yeah it's like such a hard one um yeah yeah I don't know I mean I haven't really spoke with like one specific plant about it or anything I feel like I've um almost just connecting with the elements as well like the element of fire and inquiring like what is your purpose of of these wildfires and um mm-hmm. and the rains and um yeah it just is like as we all kind of know just messages of like tr- communication to us in the loudest way possible for us to really wake up i think and and take these um terrible but like renewing um I don't know instances seriously and to just wake up yeah I think they're just like alarming big messages yeah Um, yeah it's like oh we can make sense of it (laughs) yeah I mean you can't ignore what's happening yeah we like really can't look away at all no not the caliber that it's at yeah and it was really interesting for me to see too like do you remember the fires in Ojai yeah um, in California and like how a year later now the the canyon and the mountains are so beautiful and like flourishing it was like this rebirth there but at the same time like you know people's homes were burned and um, animals displaced and so it's yeah, it's hard to really wrap my head around it all. <laughs> Definitely. And, like, I think for me, I think sometimes, like, I don't know if, like, and maybe this is controversial, I don't know, but I don't know if, like, places like California and, like, where we've chosen to settle are places we're supposed to settle because there isn't, like, fresh water for us. And all of that's being imported to those places. So it's, like, 
if you choose to live there, that's the inevitable fate that you're, you're, you know, signing your life to is that this is going to happen. And how can I just honor and really, um, live knowing that it could all be gone and really settle into that because that's the choice you're making to live in a dry climate. I mean, living in Colorado, like there are fires here and thankfully there haven't been any since I've lived here, but that's the, the choice of living, especially out West that like, yeah, it's a dry place. Yeah, exactly. And just knowing that like the earth is, all like she's the boss here (laughs) totally we're choosing to live here and I think it's too like a beautiful message about like living in uh, reciprocity with the land there's this woman we had our Gaia graduation on her property in California in Point Doom and her garden is um she practices like regenerative soil and Mm. um, regenerative gardening and lets her wild weeds grow and um, really tends to her land and her backyard. And when the fires came, her whole property burned except that piece of garden. And I was like, wow, like if we could all learn to tend to the land, like it tends to us. Um, you know, maybe we could live in harmony together. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think well. that's the, the greatest thing we need right now is to to remember, because it's not that long ago that we lived in relationship to the earth. So it's like, how do we help ourselves and then also help others call to remember that we are nature and that we, like, need to be in relationship with it and, like, honor it and respect it um, Mm -hmm. and not just like continue to consume and then just like throw our you know garbage into it and hope oh it'll just it'll be taken care of right not my problem like yeah yeah out of sight out of mind yeah someone asked me the other day like about what I feel Oh, how I how I encourage like other people to uh, live like more sustainable or something, and I was like, I don't know. I just feel like the main like I think our the most important tool to share is to help people connect back with the land and back with the earth because when you div- like reweave that relationship with the earth you wouldn't want to do it any harm. You would, you would make those changes from the place of the heart and not a place of like feeling forced to, or that you have to, or like this pressure of like people, you know, being like, Oh my God, all these people are dying. You better change your ways, you know, or whatever. It just comes from this like inner connection of like love. And, um, I just feel like that's the, the hardest part is like people have just become so disconnected and if we could just all get connected again it would just be so yeah I I feel the exact same way (laughs) yeah it's it's a thing that I reflect on very often is like but how do I reach more people and like 
coming from a place and I, I feel like you could probably relate and like being from Florida is like being from Ohio there it's a very conservative place and yeah. there isn't there's a there's a so much of a convenience that that's why people are living the way that they are and and this way of just constant consumption and mm-hmm. and not and thinking that they're very different from the land that they live on and and I reflect often of like how do I share this just like inner knowing and connection that I feel and feel that is of the most importance to help us really care for the earth with like that demographic and I haven't quite figured that out but that's something that you know comes up often because I feel like that is such a large percentage of you know our population especially in this country yeah so true so true I know it's so difficult and I see it here too like you know people are outside they are with the earth a lot of the time here where I'm from like you know enjoying the river and fishing and whatever and it's just yet I I see that mentality of that like humans are high uh, like higher yeah or like um yeah like I don't know how to explain it. I don't know the word I'm trying to say. Um, that I get what you're... Yeah, like, we're the boss of the earth and the animals. And that, um, yeah, it's just like, there's no, like, equality when it comes mm-hmm. to, yeah, the earth. I know it's hard in the conservative areas. It's also such a like supreme privilege to be able to live sustainably in so many ways too yeah like here there's no we don't have like access in this small town to like organic farms or like plastic free options or like great food options or anything oh yeah I mean I was at home for the holidays and I had that that same thought of like I am so privileged that I have chosen and I had the ability to choose to live in a place where I have multiple bulk stores that I can go to or refill places that support this. And then, and then my mind wanders into this place of like, well, then should I go into this place where, you know, my home stayed and in town and create that? But then then my like desire to be in the mountains is like, I I could never be back in Ohio. So it's this weird, um, this dance of like, but if you want to be the change, you have to create it. And if you're not there, it's very hard. It's so true. It's like all this beautiful change is happening in the bigger places, but the smaller places is where it needs it. Yeah. And I think there's a, there would be a you know, there'd be a learning curve and you probably would not be successful for a while totally. in that business. And I think that's the daunting fate of it too. It's like, well, I don't have the capital, but maybe when I do, I can do that. But like also time's ticking and we don't have much left. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the, how, how you balance that or find the, I don't, I haven't, yeah. this is all very new thought process for me and and being in relationship with that. Yeah, it's so true. It's so difficult. I know. I was thinking, 
Go ahead. I'll go ahead. <laughs> I just think like, but at the same time, there's like we're we're being met with like there is so much beauty in this time that we're in. Yeah. Like it's exactly. not all difficult, and like how do we see that ease that can come from this time too? Yeah, exactly. And just kind of lead by example. Like we can't really push it onto others, but we can just yeah lead by example if anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What were yeah. you going to share or say? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, sorry. No, no, you're totally fine. Um, yeah, it's an interesting yeah. um, interesting time to be alive and the fact that we, in my belief, have like chosen to come to be in this time. Yeah, yeah. Of all it's, of the times. Yeah, it's an exciting time. It's a it's a big time of change, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It feels like, um, you know, we can have a really beautiful and deep purpose here. Definitely. Yeah. If there was anything you could, like, offer someone who, you know, maybe hasn't connected to plants and a more um, spiritual way or just like in a deeper way like is there something that you could offer for people to really like tap into that yeah um, I think the best way and the way that I've just learned it's so simple really um, just you know creating I mean you don't have to do it this way but I love to create a tea infusion of a plant that you feel called to um, or just go sit with a tree that you feel called to or really drawn to and love and um, yeah, just sit with your eyes closed, take in the tea and introduce yourself like you would a friend, like say your name and just a prayer from the heart that you'd like to commune and um, meet and just allow your kind of intuition and even imagination like take control and just like go on a journey wherever it leads you and it could be the most random things that come through but afterward they make so much sense Mm -hmm. um it was really beautiful we would do this in circle and um you know, maybe, and we would share after, and maybe something would come through where it's like, I saw a red butterfly that flew through this, like, I don't know, rainbow circle, and then, (laughs) or something super random, and then someone else across the room will be like, oh my god, I saw the same thing, too. Totally. And then it will just, those messages can tell you so much about the plant, too, and, um, just who they are and their gifts and their healing and just paying attention when you take in a plant, how it's making you feel and where it's going in your body. And um, yeah, just listening really. And Mm. I never knew it was so simple. (laughs) Totally. It's, it's the act of getting quiet so things can commune with us. Exactly. Yeah. It's like where the magic happens. And if we can just like, get our nervous systems down into a place of quiet that's like where 
it all comes through. Um, totally. Yeah. I notice that so much when I'm in those like mellow states. Um, I can just feel, you feel so clear, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's been my relationship with tea is like, you know, being met with her in this place of like, wow, this is what it feels like to find presence. And like, Mm -hmm. when I'm in that state of presence, this relationship that is unlike any, anything I could put words to and, and how she just so clearly communicates. And it like makes me like get so teary eyed just thinking Mm -hmm. about how special and beautiful and powerful in such a subtle way it is when we choose to just like I'm gonna sit here and just like be and like and listen and and feel and smell and just allow myself to be fully immersed into this relationship with this plant Mm -hmm. yeah that's so beautiful I love that do you feel like in tea like when you're doing your tea ceremonies, like, so all of the tea comes from the same plant in that, in, um, like the tea that you drink. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just aged different ways. The tea leaves. Um, I don't know much about. Yeah. So tea all comes from the plant Camellia sinensis, which mm. the growing regions are China, Taiwan, Malaysia. So it's all the same tree. And, um, Tea is similar in the sense of like wine that it's determined by the terroir. So like the growing region. So the soil and where the moon is and all of these things like make up how what the tea is and then also how it's processed. So you can only have a certain tea like a wooey cliff tea can only come from wooey and like you can't. And and then it's also how it's processed. Um, So there's seven varieties of tea. So yeah, you're drinking the same from the same plant, you know, but today I I drink like a shopoe this morning and last night I drink an oolong and they're both coming from the same plant. They're coming from different regions though and and different places. Like one was from Taiwan and the tea I drink today is from China. So um, Mm. there's different energetics. You you feel a difference in, in how that plant wants to show up in that specific plant because it's coming from a different place and it's different hands have been handling it and there's just been a whole different relationship with that specific tree and those specific Mm. leaves wow that's so beautiful yeah and different like soil and water and sunlight and moonlight it's so special totally wow yeah the first time I sat in a tea ceremony I just each cup was like I started just dedicating each cup to the different elements and I wasn't sure why but it just like started flowing Mm. and I was like oh this is for the water and the fire and just noticing all of the different elements that go into um, starting the tea and she had like the fire with the coals and it was just so special. I love that. Where did you sit for your first tea ceremony? Um, I sat with Baylin um, oh. in at IAM in LA. Beautiful. And, yeah, it was really beautiful and special. And then I was like, oh, I would really love to incorporate this practice on my own. And, yeah. Um, had a friend send me some tea and 
Um, yeah, I've been starting slow. It definitely makes me, I don't know if it's the specific type of tea I'm drinking, but it makes me really, uh, like caffeinated. <laughs> yeah. What tea are you drinking? Um, oh, what is it? It's a red tea. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> red teas are like the most caffeinated. Oh, wow. Okay. I always thought it was the black tea, but red's like. Well, it's interesting, actually, because when you're drinking what is, quote unquote, black tea, it's Mm -hmm. actually red tea. Ah, Okay, that makes sense because it looks red, too. Yeah, because when it came to like England, they would brew it so strong that the liqueur would be basically black so they call it black tea but black tea is a whole different category of tea and um it's 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 not at all what we we assume is black tea wow interesting wow beautiful very interesting being in taiwan and they're they're well known for in the specific region that i was in is their their red tea but because of how it's been marketed, even though they know it's red tea, they if you go into a shop, it's all labeled as black tea. Wow, just for convenience for yeah. people? Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is such an unfortunate thing. Is like I think we need to change that because yeah. we're not honoring what it actually is. Right, and then no one's learning to really change yeah. that. No, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it was They're probably sick of people that. asking. They're just like... We'll just buy the black. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah. The last time I saw you actually was just before you were going on your tea journey. Oh, that's you were so like, real. I'm just going. Like, I just, yeah, you were just like, I just feel the pull to go. And, oh, that's so special. I love, like, how much it's evolved for you and how much you've fallen in love with it. And Yeah. It's just like, now it's as if you were never not doing it. <laughs> that's how it feels. Like, I've. It hasn't in like in the sense of time and like calendar, the calendar, it doesn't look like that much time. But I feel like I have been in relationship with this plant for my whole life. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's such a wild thing where I'm yeah. like, I don't yeah. I don't I know where in the beginning was, you know, like I can, you know, totally feel exactly what I felt and be taken back to this moment of sitting with um Nama for the first time in in New York and being like wow I'm about to go on a journey and like and like and T just like took me there you know it's she you know Nama's teacher Wuda which now I've gone to his center is was coming like a month later it was just like a whole serendipitous thing and you know going to Taiwan is like you you choose to surrender and lean into these these inner knowings and like the universe really is like trying to like conspire with us and not against us ever yeah this this thing in my life has really been that um that reminder and that teacher of that because I was living in New York I had like no money I you know was barely making it to me because I I had been working in the fashion industry and I left that where I was making like 
pretty good money in comparison to like managing a studio. Like totally. yeah, I was not making, I was like getting by, but yeah. sometimes like all of the funds to like go away for nearly three weeks, just like happen. I found like yeah. the cheapest flight and like all of these things is like, okay, the universe is like, it is like, you got to go and we're going to make yeah. everything so easeful because you can't not do this. Exactly. Wow. I love that. I just yeah. hope. My biggest hope is that more people can find that because once you can find this, and I feel like you have as well, this thing that just feels like everything in your body is like, oh my gosh, hell yes. Like, yeah, you just, you, I don't know, you wake up with such a a sense of joy and a, a little more lightness to everything. Yeah. And just a trusting knowing like, okay, this is it. Like we're doing this. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. I love how you said it was like you had known the plant for forever and it's like you have. And that was one of the like most beautiful things for me too. studying the plants was it was it felt like this more of a remembrance that was coming back instead of like a new thing I was learning. It was just this like core remembrance. And I think it's like that for everyone, I would imagine, um, just like that ancestral remembrance and and yeah I love that so much yeah I don't think we've I don't feel like we've really um lost that I think we've just haven't been in touch with it yeah relationship with the earth and and plants and all of this it's 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 within us and I think we just need like we were saying earlier we just need to remember yeah yeah, and it's so easy and, yeah, yeah simple. I, we don't need much. <laughs> no, not at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting a um, permaculture course this year, which I'm, <gasps> like, so I haven't, like, fully, I mean, this is my first time, like, speaking this aloud, other than to my very immediate friends, because it's, mm-hmm. like, I just know in my bones that it's going to, like change my life and in a way I can't imagine um yeah because it, it's gonna be this call to remembrance of like wow be really being in relationship with the land like I feel like very in relationship with like the plants and the plants that I connect with but like to be in relationship with the actual like land and how to communicate yeah. in that way is and to like tend to it like yeah it's yeah it's going to be a whole new thing. That is amazing. That's on my list of things that I would love to do soon yeah. as well. Because something about getting to the very root of it and knowing exactly how the land really works and how you can support it is like a whole different level. Yeah. yeah. And how to like create, if you do create how do you do it from a place of like being in alignment with that, with the earth? So like, you know, I have a dream of, you know, building out a tea house, but it hasn't come to fruition. And part of me is like, that's because I need to learn these skills and this, this way of creating that is in relationship with the earth that I don't, I don't know yet. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I love that so much. Yeah, it's a stepping stone and it will just be like, yeah, more knowledge to share and um, spread. 
Definitely. And it feels so good to just like get your hands dirty in soil. Like that's like oh my, God, my I know. dream. <laughs> just totally. get dirty again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I I hope for more people to do that. Yeah, and for it to be accessible, or people to realize that they can just go in there their backyard or if you don't have a backyard just go put your feet in the grass at a park or exactly yeah yeah I'm so looking forward to after I'm like already thinking about after the van journey (laughs) because it's been like such a long process and I've changed so much actually since we started the van like at the time I wasn't even I didn't study plants yet. I wasn't making what I'm making now. It was like a completely different thing. Yeah. And I'm very excited for it. And I'm also really excited for after to really find where I'd love to nest and start growing my own plants as well. And um, being able to work with them on that level. Can you grow tea here? No. So tea only grows in China, Taiwan, Malaysia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all of it's coming from, from there. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That would be yeah. really special to you. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious to see where your journey will take you and, and what like seeing the different parts of this country will inspire in you and, mm-hmm. and how that will translate into, you know, what you offer to to your community in the world because I mean what you're doing now is like just so beautiful and I can only imagine what will come of of this all and I can also see you like you know with your with your beautiful garden and your plants and then making your medicine from them and how beautiful that will Ah, be I know (laughs) (laughs) yeah my whole um goal to with just the van I don't know about goal I kind of hate that word a little bit (laughs) but my whole intention with the van too is to just be able to um, share workshops and be able to teach more about how people can make their own medicine and connecting with the earth and um, I'm excited for the van to take me to many places so I can do that and Yeah, that's what I re- that's what really really lights me up so much. Mm-hmm. That's going to so. be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Mm. So, yeah. I want to ask you if there's um anything like um how do I want to phrase this? Um like for the listeners if they were like but you kind of, I guess, touched on this, like this relationship with, you know, sitting with the plants and stuff. But is there something they could like drop into right now as they're listening to this to like just like connect like in this moment? And maybe if they can't sit under a tree or something. Oh, like a little guided thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, should I guide it right now? Yeah, if you feel called. Okay. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, okay, so we're just going to close our eyes and take a few deep breaths in. Ah. 
Exhaling from the mouth and just letting it all out. And now imagine you sitting in your favorite place in nature. What it feels like, the sounds of the winds or the waters, the feeling of the earth beneath you. And now imagining a beautiful flower growing right next to you, tall. Her bloom right next to your face, tickling your ear. And what that energy feels like of this flower. What does she smell like or feel like? And asking this plant for a message to carry with you for the rest of the day. And thanking this plant for their medicine. and writing down your message to carry with you. Mm. And that's all. Mm. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, I always love to share that one. <laughs> oh, it's such a beautiful practice. I will be returning to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to record it on IGTV to share it with people. <laughs> and I haven't yet. I'm so bad with social media sometimes, but I my intention is to do that soon. But yeah, so now people can hear here. Yeah. And you can do that with any plant, too, and just connect if you can't go outside. I know in New York it was hard for me to connect, but if you can put a plant just in your energy field like that and just get to know it in that way, too, is really special. And maybe not even asking for a message, but just feeling into what that plant's energy feels like. Um it being with you in that way, you can learn a lot too. I love that. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what was your message? Did you get one? 
Mine was be in the present. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Mine was you are enough. I feel like uh, that's always my message. <laughs> it's a it's something I feel like we need a lot in this this day and age and that and the day of scrolling and comparison. I know, it's so true. Social media is a hard one to it navigate. Is. <laughs> it is. But it's yeah. also like such a beautiful thing. So it's it's a hard dance because there's so much great, incredible things that in my experience have come from it. Totally. But also like a lot of not great things have come from it. Yeah, it's such a delicate balance, but it is such a beautiful tool that we have. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a way to reach people in a way that we couldn't before. I know I've met so many amazing friends on Instagram actually too. Same. That are like dear friends now. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, it's so much more beyond the like marketing side too. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to um ask you one last thing and I'd love to know what you're most excited about right now. I am most excited about the van journey. It's like all I can think about now that it's getting closer. Um, really excited to connect with others uh, while traveling and, um, yeah, share the plants more and, yeah, the whole journey and what it, what it holds. Mm. So, yeah. Well, if people want to connect with you or see when you might be coming to where they are and hosting workshops or getting their hands on some of your beautiful medicine where can they find you yeah you can find me on instagram at uh, meraki underscore nomad and merakinomad.com and yeah you can sign up for a newsletter i'll share a lot about locations there but always on instagram as well um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. It was so lovely to chat with you and connect. It's It's been a long time. We have talked over Instagram, funny enough, a lot. But I not, know. But not with our voices, and it's a special way to to reconnect with someone. And I love I the that you had to share. Oh, thank you so much. I love watching all that you have been blooming as well. And it's been so special to follow along and connect with you. It was so nice. I feel really um, relaxed and happy. <laughs> Likewise. What a beautiful way to start the day. I guess you're like going into the middle half, but mine is just beginning. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. thank you. And thank you. We will... We will connect with you when you're in Colorado. Yes. Yay. (laughs) Have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode and for Adrienne coming on and just sharing her heart so openly and freely. It truly warms my heart so much to have the pleasure to get to do this and to share such incredible conversations with you all. I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do and if you feel inspired 
please rate and review this podcast as it does help. And if you know anyone that could really benefit from anything that you've heard in this episode or any of the previous episodes, please feel free to share. I thank you all so much and I look forward to seeing you back here next week. I love you and may you have a beautiful day.